welcome to the Urban Siren Podcast. I'm Diane Ferraro. I'm your host. And on this podcast, we explore the tarot. We study the cards as they relate to the zodiacal signs and seasons. We pepper the podcast with a bit of astrology and some current events, moon phases too. And I answer questions on this podcast from listeners like you. If you would like to leave me a message for me to address your tarot question on this podcast, click the link in my show notes where it says leave me a message and I will be super excited to review that and maybe even play your question on an upcoming episode. But without further ado, welcome to the Urban Siren Podcast. Let's get going. Hey friends, it's Diane Ferraro, the host and creator of the Urban Siren Podcast. You're special place to get all things tarot, astrology, moon cycles, all that good stuff. I'm coming in with a little bit of a spit take here, kiddos. I've got more podcast episodes coming up um, real soon because we are having a um, full moon in Leo on the 16th and then we are entering Pisces season on the 18th and you know how I love to deep dive into the moons the full and the new moons and you know how I love to deep dive into the start of the zodiacal seasons so Pisces season is coming up so without further ado though I wanted to talk a little bit about something that is happening uh now currently uh, September September where am I um, we're here, Diane, on planet Earth. Um, it's coming up. Um, actually, it happened this morning on the East Coast early, February 20th. <laughs> should I edit this or should I just leave it? I'm going to leave it February 12th, okay? We are coming into the second of three conjunctions of Venus and Mars in just eight months time. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about this Venus and Mars conjunction. So we're going to do a quick little mini episode. It's going to be like literally like blink and it's over because I just want to talk about the coolness and the significance of this and just check in how you're feeling. Remember a few podcast episodes ago, we talked about doing, um, just noticing what's happening, um, during certain transits, all the transits if you like, but I was starting to offer that we record, um, our lived experiences during certain transits. Um, and so this time around, I would love to hear what you have to say uh, and what your experiences are around this particular um, conjunction. So um, what's happening? Let me get down to the nitty gritty. So Venus and Mars are making kissy face um, this weekend, February 12th. Got it right this time. Last time they made kissy face was on um, July 13th of 2021. And then we're going to have another one um, on March 12th of 2022. So think about, go back in your mind or your calendar to July 13th, look at what's happening this weekend, February 12th, and and then maybe put on your radar for March 12th, what are you feeling during the Mars-Venus conjunction? And the reason why I want to talk about this is it's not so common um, to have three of these conjunctions so close to one another. So it's kind of cool. Um, and I was looking up in a Forbes article, um, the author described it as a triple conjunction. And I want to talk about the number three and I want to talk about Mars and Venus close together and the idea of triangulation or triangulated relationships. So 
If you haven't yet done so already, go to astro.com and grab your free birth chart. You need to know the time of your birth. If you don't know the time of your birth, it's okay. You can estimate, but the closer you know to the time where you took your first breath and it was recorded, the closer and more accurate your chart is going to be, but don't sweat it. Go to astro.com, enter in the information. You need location, time, and of course the date and the year and the month, and then pull up your chart. Then what I'd love for you to do, and just keep in mind, I don't have any affiliation with astro.com. So if they, so if it, um, you know, whatever, if it, it if it doesn't work, <laughs> it's not my platform, um, but try it. Okay. Then you can also Google other places to get needle charts, but that's the one I use. Okay. So then you can then check to see where you have Venus and where you have Mars in your chart, okay? And then during this conjunction, you might notice that the places where you have Venus and Mars in your chart might be feeling a little bit more activated than normal, um, than usual, again, on those dates. So again, look back on July 13th, see if there was anything notable happening or if you can remember something notable happening. And I'm talking in shades and, and riddles and, and so forth. So I'm going to get right down to the nitty gritty. When Mars and Venus are conjunct, you can expect to feel this pull of energies like one against the other, almost like um, it can feel like a conflict. It can feel like an internal conflict, but it can also feel like an incredibly energetic um, portal, for lack of a better word, where you feel as if you are surrounded, um, emboldened, and in some way, shape, or form, like your senses around uh, your sense of self, your identity, because that relates to uh, Mars and Aries, the sign that it rules. And it also relates to Venus and um, and the sign of Taurus and Libra. So Venus rules both Taurus and Libra, okay? So look to see what planets are associated with um, Taurus and Libra and Aries in your chart, okay? And again, make some notes. Why are we talking about this Mars and Venus conjunction in this way? Well, Number one, they're they're sort of considered planets of opposites, okay? Um, you've heard the book and some people feel how you want to feel about the book. I have no judgments. I've never read the book. Um, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Um, and so I don't necessarily believe that to be true, you know, to polarize individuals or signs in that way. But it's just, it just points to the fact that they have been considered to be like opposite ends of the spectrum. And so at the same time, though, we all we also understand that opposite ends of the spectrum have relationship, right? It's like, it doesn't matter where they're, you know, if you, if it's, it, we're all on the same spectrum, right? You and I are on the same spectrum. Um, we are in relationship is what I'm trying to say. And I think what some people have, you know, a beef against, um, you know, pitting Mars against Venus is, is that it lends to this, to this idea that we are in conflict with each other. Okay. Because we may be somewhere on opposite sides of the spectrum. Okay. Potentially, but that's not necessarily the truth. It actually can signify that we have the capacity to hold a great deal of wisdom, 
think about expanding your arms, like your whole wing, your whole wingspan. Okay. And think about how much you can wrap your arms around. Well, that's opposite ends of the spectrum, right? If your left arm is extended, your right arm is extended. That's opposite ends of the spectrum. But think about the the size of the hug you can give someone, right? You could really hug a great, you know, sequoia. Um, uh, and it's like, or a big redwood, right? It's like we open up our arms to, to be able to hold the capacity for that much experience. Okay. So think about that theme on these dates. What are we opening our arms to? How can we hold the experience, the fullness of life during this um, Mars and Venus conjunction? And I also encourage you to think about what it is in your life that you are looking to reconcile. Okay. So um, think about the idea that Venus associated with um, deep-seated feelings of passion, a passion, not the kind of passion that Mars instigates. Mars is like, um, I see it, I want it, okay? Venus is more like, I feel it and I need it. Does that make sense? Mars, I, I see it, I want it. Venus, I feel it and I need it. Both of those come into play during um, during the birthing of relationship. They've come into play during the um, during the maintaining of relationship, right? And and remember, I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. So I'm kind of dropping this um, in and around Valentine's Day. I also have a particular appreciation for people who say Valentine's Day with an M. I applaud you if that's how you pronounce Valentine's Day, and you're actually my hero. Valentine's Day, however you want to feel about it, whether it's a made-up holiday, if it's, you know, a capitalist holiday, however you feel about it, um, feel that way, certainly. But also, perhaps consider that just for, you know, shits and giggles, we can go ahead and say to ourselves, all right, well, during this Venus and Mars conjunction, around this time where, quote-unquote, love is in the air, right, what are you feeling through? What are... Now, if you are not in relationship in a romantic relationship and you're feeling triggered in some way, shape or form by the idea of Valentine's day, um, this is a great opportunity. If you feel, if this feels, um, supportive to you to focus on yourself, my dear, um, because Venus and Mars are, first of all, Aries is, is ruled by, um, by Mars. Okay. And so Mars and Aries are both associated with the I am, nature of life. Okay. So it's, I am, it's in the embodiment of you. It's, it's that first scream that, you know, you hear from a newborn baby. It's like, I'm here. I believe I heard that reference from Lindsay Mack of, um, wild soul tower for the wild soul. I want to be able to credit the person who shared that. Um, I thought that was a beautiful way I think it was Lindsay. Um, and I'll put her link in the show notes too, because she's a great, uh, she, she's teaches about the tarot and she was talking, I believe about, um, Aries. And so let's talk a little bit about the tarot. Are we up for that? Oh, how about this? I know it's a short episode, but you know, you know, I love my, um, my, I love my sponsors. So let me go ahead and do a quick sponsor check and then I'll be right back. Okay. Don't go anywhere. All right. We're right back at it. So we're looking now at the cards associated in the tarot with Venus and with um, Mars. Okay, 
So first, let's look at the Empress. She's associated or it is associated with the planet Venus. Um, you can, if you're looking at the Smith Rider weight version, which I am of the Tarot deck, you will see that the sign of Venus is sitting pretty um, right on, right next to her throne at the base of her throne. She's wearing a gown, um, which, uh, which is dressed in the, um, like pomegranates like there's a pattern of like pomegranates on her dress she's got a beautiful scepter in her that would be her right hand um she has a gorgeous crown of stars she is sitting in the bounty of nature girlfriend has got it going on all right she's not sweating the small stuff the empress the way i look at it in the tarot is she is a card that invites us to be very comfortable and feeling complete with who and where we are in life, right? She's not rushing anywhere. She's totally chilling, but she has this beautiful um, sort of resonance of sovereignty about her. She has a beautiful stream running in the back. The trees are budding and full. She's just, there's a lot of red in the card, white symbolizing like um, ascension, um, spirituality. She's got, um, and I'm, I'm confident that it's a shade of MAC lipstick. The red on these lips is like, it's phenoms. She's owning it and she's comfortable and she's not panicking. Okay. So the Empress and Venus both want us to feel whole in ourselves. So if we're feeling that external longing, we come back home, right? We know that we already have everything that we need. We truly do. Um, and so also, um, the sign of Taurus is associated with Venus and Taurus and also then associated with the Empress card in the Tarot. And Taurus is earth. It's an earth sign. It's stability. It's strength. It's fortitude. It's the gentle giant. Think of Ferdinand the bull. He didn't want to be foofing around in a bullfight. He was like, I'm going to go sit in the woods. I'm going to smell the flowers and everybody can just figure it out but leave me alone, right? Um, he's not playing. And it's this idea that you have this beautiful, strong um, sense of um, independence, autonomy about you. And at the same time, super grounded, super loving, super reliable. Oh my God, Taurus is like so reliable. It's like you need to be picked up at, you know, 12, 11 at the train station and they are there at 1150 waiting for you. You know, they're just really beautiful allies. The energy of Taurus is a beautiful ally. Okay. And then you have, you have Mars ruling Aries and Aries is associated with the emperor card in the tarot and they're they're best friends here that's um it's it's card number three and card number four so empress and then followed by the emperor and the emperor ruled by Aries and in turn Mars is also rules the first house in in the uh in the astrology in your astrology chart okay in your natal chart and it's the house of the self and Aries is the sign of the self. It's I am. It's and the first house in our uh, chart is who we are and what we are here to embody. OK, it's associated with our rising sign. So our rising sign in astrology is what people see of us. Many times we think our sun sign is the thing that identifies us and it and it does structure us because it calls us into learning. Our sun sign wants us to pay attention to the elements 
um, that it embodies, that it, that it signifies, because it wants us to be able to learn those elements, okay? It's a learning process, our sun sign. We're always learning how to be our sun sign, whereas our rising sign is like you walk out the door and someone might, it might you know, you might think you are misidentified, right? It's like, no, I'm Capricorn, you know, Capricorn's sun, but you're, say, your rising sign is, I'll use my own example, I'm a Taurus rising, right? So people see me as perhaps more Taurian than they do Capricorn, right? So perhaps, I don't know. I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart, so I can't really escape it, which I, I'm not going to fight it. Um, and so again, so let's look at again. So Venus actually rules um, Taurus and Libra, okay? Those two signs. And Taurus rules the second house of your chart. And what is the second house? It's possessions. It's our self-esteem, okay? And it also, you know, represents our liquid assets and our earnings and so forth. But think about First off, you know, first out of the gate is our first house, right? It's who I am, bare bones. You know, you, you get, you see what you get, you get what you see. And then second of all, it's like we're moving into making, um, making a dent in the world, right? Like making um, an impact in the world. And that's our second house. How do we impact through who we are? And then Libra is ruling the seventh house and uh, belongs in the seventh house. And the seventh house is about committed partnerships. And so how appropriate is that as we're coming into Valentine's Day? Again, it doesn't have to be a romantic partnership. That can be the more capitalist, like, you know, throw up in your mouth sort of thing if it if it turns you off entirely about the hallmark thing. And if some people love it, and I, I'm so happy you love it, I perhaps I particularly enjoy Whitman's sampler. I hope I get one this year. Um, but the quintessential Valentine's Day gift. Um, however, if you're not partaking in that type of celebration, okay, around this, around February 14th, it's a committed partnerships. There's literally no partnership in this world more important than the partnership you have with yourself. Am I right? I'm right. So work on yourself. Be with your. Now I say work on yourself. I don't mean, ugh, you know, doing the heavy lifting of. We've all been. I think. I feel like many of us have been doing a lot of work on ourselves, and so I'm not telling you to go back to the grind. What I'm saying is. When I say work on yourself, I mean work on your relationship with yourself. What am I trying to say? Love yourself. Love yourself. Easier said than done, perhaps, but maybe not so much. Maybe not if we put into practice the idea that there, there's really, it's, it's non-negotiable, okay? The, the house, the temple of our body needs love, our mind needs love, um, the cells in our body need love. Our hearts need love. And we don't need, and we sh certainly shouldn't, um, need to depend on anything external to provide that for us. Okay? That is gifted to you through your association with Aries and being that babies don't care who they are inconveniencing. Okay? It's like, I got, I wet myself, <laughs> I wet myself. You know, I need a diaper change, people screaming my head off. It's like, it's, you're taking care of yourself. You're taking care of yourself at that stage in your life. The only way you know how, right? It's like, we, <laughs> we don't have those motor skills yet. So we need the assistance, but we know, we know how to make ourselves and our needs known, right? 
So remember that you are incredibly important, that you are essential to your own life. If you have a tendency to put others first and neglect yourself, maybe back off on that. Maybe take extra good care of yourself, um, especially around, um, you know, the embodiment or the idea that we are, we are precious. Our lives are precious. You are precious. You are a precious gift. Okay. Um, and I can, I can, I mean, there was a time where if I didn't have a Whitman sampler delivered to my door, I would go get one. I don't know if I'm going to go that route this year, but, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not so much about buying and you can, it's not so much about buying yourself flowers or anything like that. Although you can, you can, you can, you can, I'm just saying that it's more of a, it's a deep dive into long lasting appreciation, respect, reverence, and sacredness around yourself, around the self. Okay. So that was, that's our, that's our little spit take for now. This is a little, I guess, a little bit of a pep talk, I suppose, for getting back into self-love and then also considering and maybe make, taking some notes around what's happening around the Mars Venus conjunctions. Again, looking where Mars is in your chart, looking where Venus is in your chart, looking where the signs that they rule, uh, Aries, Taurus, Libra is in your chart, take some notes, um, look at the houses they are in. If none of those uh, signs are in a house, if they are intercept, still look at the house where they are intercept. Um, I have a bit of a tendency to feel like if a sign is intercept a house and the house is quote unquote empty, that it, it doesn't mean that there's no activity happening in that house. It means that we may be feeling pulled to create, to um, make manifest something in that house, perhaps subconsciously or unconsciously. Okay, so think about that too, all right? If you want more of a deep dive on this, um, you are more than welcome to, in terms of the signs and the symbols and the the tarot cards, please uh, listen to my previous episodes. Episode 30 is all about Aries season, and episode 31 is all about Taurus season. And so you can look into the cards a little bit more, the Empress card, the card, uh, the Emperor, and so forth, and go into a deep dive there. And you know, you can also find me on my website at urbansirencreative.com. And I am so close. I am so excited to be launching the classes that I've been talking about this year. We are going to be learning the sixes in the tarot because it's a year of six, 2022. Two plus zero plus two plus two is six. So that class will be launching soon. I promise. I'm working on it and it's been, oh, and I've been diving into some other things too. So it's taking me a little longer. However, it will be up. And then I did tell you, and I did sort of give you a spoiler here, that I will be launching a class to learn the tarot soup to nuts. Okay. So that is going to be super, super fun. What else can I tell you? Stay tuned. I will very likely be dropping an episode probably around the Leo new uh, full moon and then maybe combining that with Pisces season. I don't know. We don't know. But anyway, you know where to find me. You can also ask me a question on this podcast. You know that, right? So if you want something answered regarding either your natal chart or a tarot question, you just click the uh, the link in the show notes where you can leave me a message. You can leave me a voicemail and I can there's a chance I might play your voice on my show. Can you imagine how fun that would be? Or you can write me the message if you don't want to use your voice to uh, share your question. 
I think that's about it for now. I'm sure there's more, but you know, we'll do more housekeeping notes in the next, in the forthcoming episodes. Have a wonderful Mars Venus conjunction. Okay. Have fun with that. And, um, let's be in touch soon. I love you all. Okay. Take good care. And as always, 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 thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Urban Siren Podcast. It's always such a pleasure to share this space with you. If you enjoy the podcast, I would be so appreciative if you could leave a five-star review, only if you love it, on your favorite podcast listening platform. Maybe that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever podcasts can be heard. It also goes a long way when you share this podcast up. So please feel free to share it up wide and far with everybody that you love and they might love it too. Your support means so much and sharing is caring and it means so much to me. Thanks so much for being here. I'll catch you next time.